You can't hear what through the mic? What are you talking about? I think a video game's going on upstairs, but it sounds like like bad things are happening. He's like, he's like, oh, oh, get on, come on, come on, get it. And it's like, and, but I know what's going on upstairs, and it ain't that. It's got to be a video game. It's possible. Wait, Missy's in the living room. I don't think there's video game happening. Is that where the living room is? Yeah. I don't know the lower part of your house. Yeah. So how was your week? Uh, awful. One day, one week back from vacation, and oh, just it's so much at work. But days, the whole week went quickly because uh-huh. I was doing just like constant work from the time I walk in to the time I walk out. About time. Shut up. Weren't <laughs> like, you? Aren't you the one who always brags? Oh, I do three, four hours of working. I get. I did get all my work done. That I don't quick. brag. I don't brag that it happens, but it happens. It just, yeah. you know, but I get all my work done. Now it's like, I'm so backed up. It's like, and I'm okay. It'll get done when it gets done. That'll learn you to take vacation. No, I'm taking one at the end of July too. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a very interesting week. We, uh, of course, you know, my normal stuff going on with work, traveling way too much. Um, this week's going to be even worse for that. I'm going to Williamsport every day this week. Well, that's nice down there. Yeah, but it's, you know, I put, I did 230-some f- miles today, and I'll do that tomorrow mm-hmm. and Wednesday and Thursday. And Friday, I'm going to stay home and do paperwork. But my weekend was fantastic. Sunday, well, I mean, Saturday, I didn't do much. Well, hang on. Let me, let me rewind to Friday night. Um, you remember how I was telling you that I'm going into the studio with uh, Tyler and Brad, the guys from Red Shirt, yeah. Black Shirt. Well, Friday night, I went up to Tyler's house to jam. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm on, you know, I've been going on the last couple of weeks thinking that I'm doing three particular songs, doing Nike A Go-Go by The Misfits, right. um, Back to Hell by The Alkaline Trio. And I thought, I thought... I would be doing uh, uh, another Alkaline Trio song thinking that I'd be doing All on Black by the Alkaline Trio. All right. So we get to, I get to Tyler's house on Friday and I plug my bass in and I, we start nutsing around and, I, and he says, uh, he says, what song do you, do you want to start with? I said, let's do All on Black. Wait. Didn't you learn this could be love? I said, no, I learned all on black. <laughs> no, we're doing this could be love. I Did I tell you the wrong song? I said, I don't know if you told me the wrong song or I misheard something, but I learned. Yeah, they sound real similar. I, I, I learned all on black. <laughs> so, all right, let's nuts around with it, with this could be love for a while. So we put the the song on the on the jam box and I start nutsing around with it. Well, Saturday, I went and I did my grocery shopping and things of that nature. Edited last week's show and posted it Mm -hmm. because I had Sunday booked out and started nutsing around with this could be love. Sunday, I go to Soundmind Recording Studios in Stroudsburg and... I hammer out all three songs in about two and a half hours. Okay. Killed my bass tracks. Uh-huh. 
And then we spent the rest of the day working on vocals. Yeah. Vocals, yeah, well, you know, they take forever. Vocals are a hard, vocals are a pain in the dick to do. But uh, I got a bit of news to report. I am now going to be playing bass going forward for Red Shirt, Black Shirt. Oh, good. Yes. Um, we're going to be finishing up our, you know, the covers that we are starting. And there's new music in the works. And we're going to be hitting up Sound Mind Studios pretty hard. And uh, I'm really excited. Uh, Brad and Tyler are both just awesome guys, great musicians. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. I, oh, yeah. I can't wait. But let me tell you about Sound Mind Studios. This place is unreal. So we're upstairs in the small room. Mm -hmm. All Pro Tools, of course. You know, everything's Pro Tools. And they've got a nice uh, toft deck there to work mm -hmm. with. And, you know, a bunch of rack-mounted equipment and stuff. And AJ, our producer, brings his Fractal Audio Axe Effects for me to play through. Okay. Sweet. Fucking $3,000 <laughs> processor. I'm like, yeah, this is the bomb. Um, But so it, it, this place is, it's not like some little rinky-dink studio that some dude slapped together in his house. Yeah. It's owned by a guy named Dan Malsh. When you go into the kitchen of the studio, there's CDs that have been done in this place and worked on that Dan has worked on. Mm -hmm. uh, everything that like Tantric has done, all Mikhail Graves from the Misfits solo stuff, uh, a bunch of stuff by Doro Pesh. The latest Gojira record was mixed and mastered there. Okay. Andy Wallace, who's one of the most renowned pro renowned producers in the hard rock and heavy metal world, does a lot of work at Soundmine. This place is fucking fantastic. So Dan comes in and he's, you know, we're just shooting the breeze with Dan for a little bit. And I ask, hey, yep, can I take a look in the main room? So, yeah, go ahead. Let me show you what's going on. I, I, I blew my mind. Original Hammond B3 sitting in there. Beautiful Pearl Sessions custom kit. A room full of guitars. Mm. And the control room, dude. The the he's got he runs everything off an SS old school SSL board right that board literally is from that wall to where the blue stops long. Uh, it's about ten feet. Yeah, or more. It, it's big. It's probably bigger than yeah. that. You know, ten twelve feet of just the control surface. Unfucking believable. Um, but actually, you know what? I'll save this for off air because I don't want to. You know. Step on anybody's toes with right. with what I found out, but let's just say there's a very uh, Andy Williams. Andy Wallace is coming back to Sound Mine in the next couple of weeks to work on his next big project, and I'll tell you what that is. All right, <laughs> off the air because secrets. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it, dude. Big shout out to AJ and Dan at uh at Sound Mine. Uh, big shout out to my to my to my brothers. Uh, Brad and Tyler, red shirt, black shirt. 
Uh, next time we get together, boys, I expect my plaque, my uh, placard for my desk and my official name tape. <laughs> I need my name tag. <laughs> <laughs> was a good day. Sounds like it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. First time I'd set foot in a recording studio in over 20 years. Huh. Yeah. And the, the, the last place, it was not all digital like this. Mm. I think the only recording studio I got to be at was uh, Electric Ladyland. Electric Ladyland in New York in City. In New York City. Yeah. And that was many years ago. Someone had set up some time just like, let's just screw about in a bit. And it was it was fun. But, you know, that, it you know, never did anything. It never amounted to anything. It was just but it was fun to be in that studio. Oh, yeah. That's a that, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's places that. I would just love to go one time, mm. and Electric Ladyland is one. Yeah, Abbey Road. I'll be honest, know. as a studio, as far as studio goes, it's not what you think. the The one we were in just was like a white room. Yeah, you know, with uh, you know your your plugins for your drum kits, and it's like there wasn't it wasn't like there was like psychedelics on the wall or like rugs everywhere right. or you know, like something you see in like a, like the Metallica or Aerosmith making of videos. It was very plain. Yeah. I mean, uh, sound mine is, it's a, it's just a beautiful place. Um, the, the rooms are really well, are really, they're really nice. Uh, like a lot of rough cut lumber. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a beautiful place. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. That sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> So, I guess we should get into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to if you listened to last week's episode, um, my cohort here had the brilliant idea <laughs> that we're gonna go through the entire Kiss catalog. I want to say that I did not know when I said this at how many albums there were. Well, <laughs> I know you said twenty four. Yes. You counted the solos. Yes. I did not. Well, we I, we were doing the solos, weren't we? Well, I I listened to that shit. If I had to listen to that shit. I didn't listen to it. Okay, well, I'll talk about them when, when we, you know, okay, we we'll, that. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. I and fucking wh- what I can what I what I was thinking about um since we're going to make this a very kiss centric episode. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a kiss episode. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a kiss. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, I got a text. Uh, oh, it's from Gene. That's trademark. We can't use that. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I figure we can kind of give a little oral history of the band too. Okay, now I, okay, but I also want to say, if you're a Kiss fan, you're gonna get offended. But it, but it's gonna be a journey. Yeah, there's gonna be highs. There's gonna be lows. But keep in mind. This is just our opinions. It's all subjective. It doesn't mean that you, if if we don't mention your favorite song, if we don't like your favorite album, it doesn't invalidate your opinion of them. It's okay. Yes. I will even be, because I'll normally tell you you're entitled to your opinion (laughs) as long as it's the same as mine. Yeah. But this is all subjective. Yeah. This is just us going through... 20 fucking albums. <laughs> yes. And it was a chore. Yeah. Uh, orally. I mean, I yes. don't. My, and, but, but I do. You know what, though? For any fan of any band. And I'm not a, I'm not a Kiss fanboy. 
as like you know the people are there are people even around this area yeah that are, but I recommend if you have a favorite band listen to their entire discography in chronological order yeah you know because I guarantee you there's stuff you've never heard <laughs> yeah and and it's an it's really an interesting exercise in seeing the progress yeah of a band oh my god yeah you can you can hear it you can hear. 100%. And you can hear the years, what they were trying. And I did most of this on YouTube. Yeah. So I was getting some of the... Actually, I was getting writing credits. I got the same thing, which, too. Which I'll get I'll get to... The, and playing credits, which, you know... And then, of course, doing it on YouTube. YouTube now believes I'm the biggest Kiss fan in the world. Yeah. So I am getting nothing but Kiss recommendations. And, of course, by stupid me, I'm watching them. And now I'm getting insight on some of the albums that... I've already reviewed. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it was an interesting journey. Yes. Oh, it was. Okay, so let's set the stage a yep. little bit. Okay. Um uh Gene and Paul were in a band called Wicked Lester. Uh they released one record as Wicked Lester, but then 1974 we have the formation and the release of the first Kiss record. Mhm. And you've got the classic lineup of Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Frehley, and Peter Chris. And let's start with that record. All right. So what, how do you ha- how do you have your list? Just I like- have every song from every record in the order of the playlist, and if I like it, I got oh, it. I just wrote down the ones that I liked. Okay. So what what do you got from okay. the first one that you liked? Um, Strutter, great song. Got mm-hmm. it. It's on my list. Yep. Uh, Firehouse. Okay. There's one that there's one between that I actually like. Okay. It's nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose is an excellent song. You go. You you skipped ahead to Firehouse, and yeah. I love Firehouse. Uh, it's great. Great song. It's classic. Kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cold Gin. Classic. Gotta love Cold Gin. Yep. I, Even and, and and the thing I find funny about Cold Gin. Is it's a Paul Stanley song, okay? Because right. for those that don't know, for the most part, in Kiss, whoever wrote the song sings the song, mm. okay? I mean, there's a few notable differences, like God of Thunder, yeah. but we'll get to that later. Um, Cold Gin, Paul and Gene are both teetotalers. Neither one of them drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that should have been an Ace Frehley song. Yep. Oh, my God, it definitely should have been. But uh, But I think... That was a Gene saying that, right? I'm, am I thinking that right? Or did he just do the the no? Gene sang that. Yeah, <laughs> he just did the pre-chorus. That's not yeah. a song. The pre-chorus. Yeah, but it was but awesome song. Yeah, Cold Gin is such a good song. Mm-hmm. What do you got next? After that is Deuce. Deuce is a great song. Yep. I still have yet to figure out what the hell Gene is talking about. You know, your man is working hard. He's worth a deuce. What, is, is he just trying to say a nice a nice way of saying he's worth a well, shit? Well, I mean, there's also that no, but there's also that other song by like wrapped up like a deuce. So maybe Deuce at one point in history, this is. I mean, we were very young at this point. Maybe it was a you know, cool daddy o, you're a deuce. It, it could be. I don't <laughs> know, but maybe it, like I said, maybe it was Gene being nice and trying to say he's worth a shit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's. That, uh, surprisingly, as I, I listen to this, Kiss don't curse a lot. No, they don't. Rarely. It's there was a few that's very close. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think some of those some of those kind of made my list and some didn't. But right. But they is like it's very family friendly satanic rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, knights in Satan's service. Yep. All right. Then what do you got next? After Deuce was woohoo black diamond. You didn't count a hundred thousand years. No, didn't like that one. Didn't like that enough. I should say I didn't like it enough to put it on a playlist. I I liked yeah, it. The way my the way my list is going is that. This is stuff that I put, and I actually, as strange as it sounds, after I was done the whole thing, I got all the songs on a mix thing on my computer, uh-huh. and I was listening to them for the past couple of days to make absolutely sure these are the songs that belonged on a mix. Okay, thing. okay. I mean, 100,000 Years is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much front to back, the first Kiss record is rock solid. Mm-hmm. It's very solid. There's no real misses. It's just there's stuff that... We wouldn't put on a mixtape. Right. All around, a great debut. Yeah. Um, and it sets the tone for... Yeah. I mean, they had their whole lives to write this record. And yeah. So it's like, that's always how first records... Yeah. They hit out the gate. And it, it, it honestly, it sets the tone for a close to 50-year career. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can it be that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, we come to 1974. Still in 74. Yeah. That was the, yeah, they still... This is back in the day, kids, when uh, when b- bands didn't wait three years between albums. Yeah. Okay. The record, the the music business was very different back then, mm-hmm. the boys and girls. Um, you didn't tour, you didn't make money. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's like that now, but um, now you have something to tour on. I, I, think, I think back then, I think they just had so much that they wanted to do and they constantly wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like... This is before I think a lot of the demons took hold. Yeah, and 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 yeah, you young whippersnappers today, you don't know what a work ethic is. <laughs> well, in some ways, I mean, I mean, there, uh, this is a this was a common thing back then for bands to crank out two albums a year. Yeah, you know, it it you'll never see that today. No, no. no. Well, some that have done it but failed it, like um, Green Day did Uno Dos Tres. Yeah. Crap! All of them. Every one of them's crap. Yeah, and, and at that point, you know, okay, let's just pair. Let's cut away the fat yeah. and put out one good record. Mm-hmm. So now uh, we're at, we're up to hotter than hell. Yeah. I what what do you got? Yeah, I didn't have that many on hotter than hell. Neither I, did I. Yeah, uh, parasite. Yep, parasite's great song. And that's a freely song, I believe. That is an ace song. Yeah. So it's I. I also covered by Anthrax. Yeah. That's why I knew it so well. I. <laughs> I'm listening to it. I'm like, I've heard this before. Yep. Anthrax covered it. Yep. And the same was Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Uh, you missed one I got on my list. Go ahead. Hotter, the, the title track, Hotter Than Hell. Okay. Good song. Yeah. There are good songs. It was just was one. I just, I I almost think in the early portion of the list, I was like really being picky yeah. about what I wanted to hear. Yeah. If I started tapping my toes and like kind of sing along with the chorus, um. I, I had to put it on. Yeah. Now, the next one. Now, I only, I only have three for this one. The next one is one that I it's become, I think, my most favorite Kiss song. What's that? Mainline. Mainline's not a bad song. I, I It's another ace, too. Yep. And it's like, I love that song. Yeah, that's a very, that is a good song. Yeah, I, 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 I started, I could not stop, and I still can't stop singing it. Yeah. It, it, it really got it in my head bad. Okay, so 74... All in all, it was a pretty solid year for Kiss. You mm-hmm. got two, uh, two albums, and not a whole lot of filler no. on the records. 
Um, I can't think of... Hang on. Let me look at my list here a little bit. Um, okay, yeah. There's not anything here that I that egregiously sticks out to me as just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, I just had like a higher... I wanted things to be on a tape that's like, if you were to get somebody in the kiss, yeah. this is what, this you, is what you play. I hear you. All right, so now we're moving on to 1975 and Dress to Kill. Mm-hmm. Again, didn't have many on this one. Uh, Me neither. Yeah, Rock Bottom. Great song. It's a classic. I think they still play it live. Yep. Uh, she. she. She is such a great song. We play, I think... Uh, I can't remember what band I played that in. I know I've heard a cover of that that was really, really, extremely heavy. But they, I mean, but the original Kiss version is just really good. And of course, I can't, rock and roll all night. Right. Uh, you you missed one, though, that I have on my list. Yeah. Come on and love me. Okay. Good tune. Um, it's a very good tune. But yeah, rock and roll all night. That's a that's That's more than a Kiss classic. That is a rock and roll touchstone. Oh, yeah. You know. Every, everybody knows it. Yep. I, I it was one of those as, as I'm doing this. I don't know which albums things appeared on, and I would have sworn Rock and Roll All Night was on Rock and Roll Over, right? Which it wasn't. So. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Now uh, there's an interlude here where they do the first Alive record. Yes. Okay. The first Alive record, which is really largely responsible for making Kiss mm-hmm. megastars. Yes. Comes between studio releases and but we're focusing on studio releases so the next album we have is destroyer from 1976 yeah i think this is one of the first kiss albums that i actually bought with my own money yeah so it was for the longest time and this one had this one has a lot more on it this is in a lot of ways the quintessential kiss record yeah uh, and when you talk to KISS fans, especially the purists, and you ask them what the best KISS record is or their favorite KISS record is, they're going to point to Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And this song has, or this song, this album has so many classic oh, songs yeah. on it. Yep. All right, what do you got? Detroit Rock City. Absolute Touchstone. Yep. God of Thunder. Absolute Touchstone. But there, okay, hang on. Let's pause yep. there for a second. The story behind that, that's actually a Paul Stanley song. That Gene sings. Oh, Gene does it better. Yeah, well, I, I, Gene changed some of the lyrics. Okay. Because um, Paul came into the studio or, you know, they were or the writing room or wherever they were and said, anybody can write a Gene Simmons song. <laughs> and he comes up with God of Thunder. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the one line that was in there was, uh, we'll make love till we bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Was one of the original Peter Chris or not Peter Chris uh, Paul Stanley lines, and Gene just says, "No, we can't do that. We can't do that." And Gene rewrote some of the lyrics. Yeah, but God of Thunder, it's another all-time classic that they still play to this day. Still gets people up and moving. Great song. Yep, ten out of ten. Yep. After that, I got King of the Nighttime World, and you're my head night queen. Yep. I, and that's and shout it out loud after that, right? And then, do you love me? All good stuff. Yep. Um, I actually have one on there mm-hmm. in, on my list that you don't. Um, Sweet pain. Okay. Sweet pain's a fun song. I like that. Uh, it's a very good song. Um, all in all, this one 
a destroyer is a just like oh, yeah. a touchstone record. Yeah, and they still they they're just increasing from here as I look at my list. It's like yes, the, but I gotta say though, I'm I'm actually I'm looking across from here, and you know, I, I'm proud of you because I remember when we originally had things going on. You had scraps of paper with stuff scribbled on them. This is printed out. There's notes. This I mean, it, it looks really good. And here I am with the notebook paper with the bad edges. Yeah, right? It's like, what happened? <laughs> well, well, I, I figured we're, if we're going to do it right, let's do it right. I'll actually do some research. Um, and I like I, if you see, I got check marks by the stuff I, I added like, and, I, and just a little tick mark by the stuff I don't yeah, add. I, I, I'm just like, what what I do? <laughs> it's a, uh, okay, there's one song on here on Destroyer yeah. <clears throat> that we both skipped over mm-hmm. and is an all considered an all-time classic. And it was the first real Peter Chris song. Beth. Okay, now I'm I'm going to say this and it's going to come back to bite me later. Uh-huh. I am not a fan of Kiss ballads. And we'll revisit that comment later. I'm not a big fan of Beth. I, I don't know. There's just... I I didn't... I don't have it on my list either. Yeah, I, I, I just don't care, I should say, for that ballad. Right. You know? Uh, but that's one that to the... Uh, another one that to this uh, day is still in the live set. Yeah. And they still do it the same way. Because mm-hmm. when, when Eric Carr was still alive, Eric sang it. Mm-hmm. And now that Eric Singer is playing drums and wearing Peter's fucking makeup... Yeah. Singer comes out and sings it, mm-hmm. you know. So they're you know they're keeping it they're keeping it real. Yeah. All right, next one, another great great record, top to bottom. We have 1976's "Rock and Roll Over." Yep, another one released in the same year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this one. I got caught. start start. Hang on. Uh, Starts off with one of my absolute favorites. Mm. I want you. I okay, love that yeah, song. That one I didn't put on. Yeah, mine starts with calling Doctor Love. You see, I actually have call. I I actually have I want you and take me both mm-hmm. on. They're both act just like I think they're really cool songs, mm-hmm. and they're they're, for lack of a better term, they're prototypical Kiss. Okay, you know, uh, by by this point, Kiss has really found their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is something we'll revisit later on. Yeah, you know, and like. Those two songs are both prototypical Kiss, but you started with Calling Dr. Love. Yeah. All uh, great song. Love it. I've Love noticed it. I have a lot of Simmons stuff on my list, which is which is that's going to come to bite me again later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but then Ladies Room. For my money, you can't be too soon. <laughs> I love yeah. that song. That you see, I remember being um a very young child, probably 5 or 6 years old. Mm-hmm. One of the first albums I bo- I got for I got for Christmas one year Santa Claus was good to me he brought me um Black Sabbath's Master of Reality keep in mind I'm five six seven years old um Santa Claus brought me Master of Reality thank you Santa um a Deep Purple album and Rock and Roll Over Mm. you know it helps to have parents it helps to have parents that are cool yeah you know um but yeah, uh, like as a kid growing up, uh, "Ladies Room" was an absolute favorite song because it's an earworm. 
Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it just sticks in your head. That's where all of these are for me. That's like the ones that just get me. This The next one I have was one that was actually my ringtones for a while. I, I would put it back if I could. Mr. Speed. You know what? The beginning guitar part is awesome. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Valhalla. Yeah. You remember we played this? Barely. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, we're listening through it. We're listening through. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I played this and I had to tell Randy the whole story of the, the band under the Lansford Appliance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Randy hated me last week because we were listening to a lot of fucking Kiss. <laughs> Randy was not. Oh, a, yeah. Randy wasn't happy with me. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, he tempered it with a lot of black metal. <laughs> yeah, and we, he, he tempered it with a lot of black metal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, Mr. Speed. I still remember all the lyrics. I uh, I just, I love that beginning guitar part was just, would just hooks you right away. Yep. You know? It, 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 that's one that was, it was, I don't think it was a single. Probably not. It, it, probably not. But it's just a really cool song. Yeah. And if you remember, Chris Stilatino <laughs> was a huge Kiss fan. Yep. He was a huge Kiss fan. Um, I was the I was the metal guy in mm-hmm. the band. Um, Jim was a Motley Crue freak, if I remember correctly. And Terry, I don't remember what the hell Terry was into, other than breaking windows. Yeah, well, that was in a, in a bad moment. Yeah, in a bad moment. And and our keyboard player that never was at practice. Nope. Had his keyboards there. Yeah. But he never showed up. Nope. You know, all the time I was in that band, I never met him. No, I was, I was there more than a keyboard player. Yeah, <laughs> too bad you can't play keys. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, and then the the last one on Rock and Roll Over was Hard Luck Woman. Okay, I I do have Hard Luck Woman, and I also have See You in Your Dreams, mm-hmm. and I have Make It Love. So really, the only one on, you know what. There's on my list. There's not a skip song on Rock and Roll Over. Okay. That's kind of how I did it. Yeah. Was okay. Would I skip this? Okay. Yeah. Mine was just. It's not that they're bad. Just would yeah. I put it on a playlist? Right. I did it kind of kind of differently. Is uh, mm. would I skip this song? Yeah. And I have no skip songs on Rock and Roll Over. All right. And I think a lot of that may be me, um, uh, almost romanticizing the album because it goes back yeah. so deeply with me. Great, but all in all, a great record. Yep. Kudos to Kiss for that one. Now we have another landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Gun, 1977. Yep, another another good one with some awesome songs on it. Yes. Start off with I Stole Your Love. It's on my list. Christine 16. Okay. <laughs> I, now, uh, it's I, a catchy song. It's I a know, catchy song, but... I, but <laughs> It, it and it's not necessarily a skip song for me, but it's the real beginning of how we kind of find out a little bit about Gene. I thought a lot of this was like it was is obvious for over so much of the career. Oh yeah, but this is like the real first time it comes out in the you know like right in your face. When he talks about, I saw you walking out of school, you know? Yeah. It's like, dude, that just is creepy. You know, it's creepy. <laughs> it is. It is. 
Christine 16. Yeah. If you don't know the song, it's about, uh, you know, Gene kind of lusting after a 16-year-old high school girl. Yeah. Doesn't play well. No. You know, but without the lyrics, it's still catchy. Yeah. And, I, and it shocked me. Yes. Great Ace Freely song. Oh, awesome Ace Freely song. I mean, Ace... Ace was an underrated singer. I don't. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I like Ace his, is a good. Singer. I like the solo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ace is a good. Well, of all the solo records, Ace's was the most Kiss like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Ace was a really good singer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Peter Chris was a good singer too. But you know, the the way the Kiss dynamic worked is pretty much if you you write the song, you sing the yeah. song. But anyway, moving on. After that is Love Gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Love Gun. I love that fucking song. I don't care what anybody says. And I have seen video of Paul Stanley introducing it the way I introduced it with Snacky. <laughs> this is a song about my dick. And then the other song about a dick, Plaster Caster. Yeah, you're you're missing you're missing one you're missing one that I I listed. Hmm. It's a Peter Chris song, Hooligan. Probably because it's a Peter Chris song. I I don't think after this I'm a Peter Chris fan at all. Yeah, I mean I liked I liked Hooligan, and it's kind of a yeah. autobiographical story from Peter's you know from Peter's upcomings. Yeah, you know he, he was a he's a he's a tough street kid from New York City. Yeah, but it just. Mm. Plaster Caster, yeah, yeah. See now, the it, it's another song about dicks, but a different kind of thing. Um, for those that don't know, the Plaster Casters were a pair of groupies that used to follow around rock stars, and they would make plaster casts of their genitalia. And they, like Cynthia Plaster Caster, still will show off her collection to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got all the big rock stars from back in the day. She's got Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if you were a name, she did a plaster cast of your junk. Yep. She never did kiss. Really? As far as I know, she had never did kiss. Oh. And this was Jean's way of asking her oh. to do it. <laughs> it's like, I thought this was like after the fact. No, like, I, I don't. We're, we're going to write a song about you. Uh, no, I don't think that I don't think the Plaster Caster sisters ever did kiss. Which is kind of surprising because Kiss did everybody. Yeah. Well, maybe because they couldn't trademark it. P- possibly. They they would have done their own Hang on, I want to sell that. Yeah. All right, now we're moving on to uh, uh Oh shit, we missed one what? that I liked. Their cover of, cover of And Then She Kissed Me. Okay. Well, actually, it was, and then he kissed me. But all right. Paul said, "I can't, I can't make it sound like I'm a gay guy." So it's, and then she kissed me. He could have made it work. He could have. Yeah. But I, I actually dug it for you know, it, it was, kissed did an admirable job with that cover. Okay. I got to give it to him. You know, I wouldn't skip over it. All right. Now we get into some interesting time frame. Um, let's let's pause the. Pause the uh, adding for a second, the adding of songs, and give a little history lesson. All right. The next record is Dynasty, Mm -hmm. released in 1979. This is between the time, I think the 78 was when the the solo solo albums came out. Yeah. 
Um, Peter and Ace, it was it, like it was kind of a band divided at this time mm-hmm. because you had Gene and Paul who control everything. Yep. On one side against Ace and Peter, who by now are kind of treated like hired guns. Oh yeah. So Peter and Ace threatened to leave the band, mm-hmm. and Gene and Paul say, "Oh, don't leave the band. Let's just do some. Let's each do a solo album." Yeah. And we'll come back and we'll get together again and we'll make, you know, Kiss happen. So they all released solo albums. Mm -hmm. Jeans was very experimental. Jeans? I have notes on those. Okay, let's listen to your notes. Okay. I kind of put them in order that I enjoyed them. Okay. From least to my best. Okay. Least, Peter Chris's. Okay. I liked absolutely nothing on it. Okay. And it actually all sounded like like something you'd hear in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. You know, everything was that just like almost like Broadway type sing-along stuff. And it, oh, I just, it that was a chore. Okay. Then I got the Gene Simmons. Okay. The only song I liked off that was Radioactive. Yeah. Although the intro was really, and I noticed something about Gene's songs. If you listen to that album, the songs don't have a lot of content. He repeats words ad nauseum. Okay. Over and over and over again. He doesn't actually sing a song. It's right. like a repeating of a phrase or a word. And it's like continuously. It's like, ugh. Then I got the Paul Stanley's. Okay. The song I like on that is Tonight You Belong to Me. Yeah. I, I think he still plays that live in his solo yeah, show. That's the only one. The rest of the album, though, sounds like 70s and 80s TV theme songs. Yeah. And my favorite, Ace Freely's. Right, and that's the most Kiss-like. Would rip it out at New York Groove, but the whole album was awesome, but those were the ones I picked to pull off of it. Right, and, and they, they, that's widely regarded as, yeah. regarded as the most Kiss-like of the solo records. And I think that was, I, I think that might have almost been intentional on Ace's part yeah. to show them, hey, I can write this shit just as well as you can. Yeah, I, I think it was, I thought it was, the the best and I was one I would listen I would listen to that one front to back again yeah but the other ones I I'm never listening to them again ever right and I I don't blame you yeah. speaking of albums I will never ever listen to again <laughs> yes we're on to 1979 uh, and Dynasty yeah okay there was one single off of this yep and I hate it I hate it I hate it I despise it. Um, it was I was made for loving you, and that's the only song I picked from this one. <laughs> I didn't even fucking pick that one. Yeah, that was the rest of it was just just unlistenable to. They were experimenting with disco, doing what they could just to remain relevant, but man, it just was a pain. But I like the song I was made for loving you. I I'm not sure why I picked nothing yeah. <laughs> off of that album. I don't blame you. That album is just. Bad. Yep. Now, and this is the first record I believe. No, no, no. This was still all the original guys. This is yes. still all the original guys. Yep. All right. Let's. It, we can't get off that record fast enough. Nope. 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 Let's move on to Unmasked. Unmasked. 1980. I have nothing from this one either. I thought it was very unremarkable. I have nothing from Unmasked either. Yep. However, um, history, a uh, little history lesson. This is the first record where Ace doesn't play all the guitar. Yeah, and I don't think was this also the one where um, did Peter play all the? Because I saw stuff, a lot of stuff from Anton Fig on this. Nope, Anton Fig did some of the drum parts. Yeah, and 
Bob Kulik, mm-hmm. who was the who was the brother, the older brother of Bruce Kulik, who we're going to talk about later on, played a lot of the guitar on this. Yeah, it was just so. It just felt like they phoned it in, that it wasn't it wasn't a very good album. Unremarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Very unremarkable. Yeah. All right. So what do we got next? Next one is their concept album, Songs from the Elder. Okay. Elder is, it's kind of a forgotten Kiss record from yeah. a lot of people, and for for for, for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your take on it first? I didn't think it was bad as a record. Um, I wouldn't say it's good for a Kiss record, but not bad as a record. If you want to sit down, have a good listen, it's not bad. Yeah. But I didn't pull anything off because nothing was like Kiss-like on it. I didn't pull anything off of it either. Um, it, it It's... It's it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's better it's better than unmasked. Yeah, it's better than unmasked, but that's like being yeah. the nicest guy in prison. It's not saying much. All right, now we got uh, a shift in the dynamic of the band coming yes. up. We have 1982's Creatures of the Night, which is the first record where Eric Carr is credited as the drummer. He had mm-hmm. joined the band. Peter had left in disgust over. Um, well, if you listen to Gene and Paul, Peter's drinking. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Peter, his uh, want for more money and mm-hmm. more, uh, more, more creative leeway. I think I think both are probably right. They probably are. Yeah. It it it's you know there's the truth. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. What do you got on Creatures of the Night? Well, I started off with I Love It Loud. Okay, I started a little bit before you. Mm-hmm. I got the title track Creatures of the Night, and then I have Satan Center. Mm-hmm. And then I have Rock and Roll Hell, which was another Valhalla song. <laughs> so I think purely for the nostalgia, I would not skip over Rock and Roll Hell. I think, well, yeah, nostalgia is going to play a big part in the future because it's like when you start getting into Kiss. Right. Is when we were in, you know, middle school, high school. Yeah. And then we've got I Love It Loud. Yes. Um, I Love It Loud. That's another one I won't skip over. That's mm-hmm. one of the that's one of the first Kiss videos I remember seeing. Okay. Uh, you got the kids sitting there watching the video, and he turns around at the end of it when they're doing the hey, hey, yeah. yeah, and he's got you can't. It's not CGI because it wasn't a thing yet, but his like eyes are are all whited out. Contacts in. Yep. I don't know if it was contacts or if they it just painted was. the no, negatives. It, it probably was contacts at the time. Probably. Yeah. But anyway, you got I Love It Loud. And then what else? Uh, you got anything killer. else? Killer. Killer. Good song. Yes. Underrated song. Yes. It was one, as I listened to it, I don't remember hearing it the first time I listened. Like, but as I was actually physically thinking of these songs, yeah. and what I like, Killer was one of them. Right. And I remember that I was actually listening to um, Creatures of the Night. Uh, I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I was sorting through 45 records. Uh-huh. Um, cause I got like now I have 300 of them, but I remember killer came on and I stopped sorting and I'm like, I want to listen to this. And that was like, well, if I'm doing that, it's gotta be written down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then, and then the next one, perfect wrestling tune, war machine. Taz's theme. Was it? Yes. Oh my God. That well, was there, Taz's there theme go. in ECW. Yeah. Um, Originally, they used the Kiss version when <laughs> before Paul Heyman would pay was paying licensing fees. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's over the PA. It's incidental music. I can do it. Um. <laughs> that was Paul's way around things yeah. back then. But Taz used War Machine, and then when they did the ECW music mm-hmm. rec uh, CD, 
they actually had somebody come in and cover it. Oh yeah, I can't I, remember who it was. I, I have I have that one too. Right, but yeah, that was Taz's theme in ECW, mm-hmm. and it was fitting. Oh yeah, it, it was fitting. The, the song, I, that's why I said I, th- I thought it was a perfect wrestling intro song. Yeah, and uh, Six Feet Under mm-hmm. on one of their many covers records has covered War Machine. Okay, and you haven't heard War Machine sung until you've heard <laughs> Cor- uh, 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 Chris Barnes sing right. War Machine. Great stuff, great uh, stuff. I that is what. To this day, one of my favorite Kiss tracks. Yeah, those are my three. Yeah. Now, we get into a different era of the band. Mm-hmm. The very short-lived <laughs> Vinnie Vincent era. Extremely short-lived. And this See, is... I don't think he even went on tour with them, did he? I, no, I think, I think he did. Okay. Um, but a little, ba- a little bit of uh, Vinnie Vincent stuff for you. Uh, Vinnie Vincent did this record with Kiss. Lick it up. Uh, the first record without makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Creatures, Vinny was on the Creatures tour because right, he had the it. Ankh. Yes, he had the Ankh, and Lick It Up was the first record without that's the ma- what, that's without what I'm the makeup. Of. He was on. He was on. He wasn't on the tour, but right, right. And then you have, um, like he did this one record with mm-hmm. Kiss. He did Lick It Up, and was dismissed from the band. Yes, um, and he formed. A band called the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, mm-hmm. who later became Slaughter. Yes, <laughs> you know you're a fucking jerk off when you get fired from your own band. Yes, because Slaughter, the rest of the Slaughter lineup, be, be, was the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Yes, <laughs> uh, Mark St. John, Blaz Elias, and uh, Dana Strum. Yeah, which is they just fuck you, Vinnie. We hired yeah. a new guitar player. You're out. Yep. So that's Vinnie Vincent. Mm-hmm. Now let's get on to Lick It Up. What do you got on here? Lick It Up. Well, the title track, Lick It Up, that uh-huh. was one of the first videos I ever saw. Yeah, and they're all in like the neon spandex yeah. kind of walking that, yeah, down. Yeah, and it was, it was weird because, I mean, I remember hearing about, you know, living in a very religious household, hearing about Kiss and not seeing Kiss. And then, of course, I see Lick It Up. I'm like, this isn't so bad. Right. Why is everybody all upset? Because you didn't see Gene in his demon I, makeup. I didn't see that until a couple years later. Right. Uh, all in all, Lick It Up, the Lick It Up video, it's kind yeah. of like, uh, it, it really is, it's a, an 80s idea of what a dystopian nightmare is going to look As like. As they all were. It's yeah. like, listen, we're all going to be wearing neon, but we're in kind of a junkyard, there's dirt all around. A couple of fires yeah, here and, and there. And there's there's women for some odd reason, and it's like everybody's hair is teased. Right, you know, it's apocalypse. We got hairspray. Right, <laughs> the Aquanet factory didn't burn. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, irony of ironies. Yeah. Also, like on that, all hell's breaking loose. Same two I got. Yep, and then a million to one. Million to one's not bad, but I didn't yeah. put that on mine. But uh, I, all in all, it, it's it's a very eighties record. It is. It's oh, a very eighties oh, record. Oh, they. Kiss grabbed the hold of the eighties. Oh yeah, and just held it, you know, you know, like a grandma holds you at Christmas. You know, it's like that just long embrace. I mean, yes, they, and which is good because after the eighties, yeah, but it's okay. So now we move on to nineteen eighty four and Animalize, which is another lineup change for yeah. Kiss, the equally short lived Mark St. John era. Mark St. John replaced Vinnie Vincent on guitar, but then due to health issues, Mark St. John had to uh, had to step away, mm-hmm. um, and which made room for Bruce Kulick, because I think, if I remember correctly, Mark St. John 
actually started the tour yeah. for Animal Eyes, but had a drop off because of his health issues. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Kulick, Bob Kulick's brother, right? Uh, you know, if you remember earlier, kids, I talked about Bob Kulick playing on some previous Kiss records. Now his brother Bruce has joined the band. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Now we're at Animal Eyes. Yeah, now for the longest time, and I got teased for this, this was one of my favorite albums. Uh-huh. And it still might it still might be up there cuz um we had enough into the fire. Yeah. I love that song. Heaven's on fire. Great song. Uh Lonely is the Hunter. Uh-huh. And While the City Sleeps. I've got one. <laughs> Heaven's on fire. Yep. Yep. It's this is it, this is about the point in this fucking journey <laughs> where I realized why Kiss released what they did as singles and why they didn't release things as singles. Yeah, this was it, I. I think I was just getting into Kiss at this point, yeah. as into it as I could be, you know, because I still haven't heard the back catalog from the seventies, right? But the I love eighties stuff, and as they embrace the eighties so well, and I, and I love the eighties stuff. I still, as we go on, I mean, you're gonna see the love of the eighties. I have, yeah, you're gonna see, <laughs> you're you're gonna plummet. Yeah, I'm gonna plummet. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna plum. I'm gonna. So, I'm gonna fall off a goddamn cliff. Your makeup kiss. I'm after makeup kiss. Right. So you've got a few songs. I've oh, got. Yeah. I've got. <laughs> I I've got heavens on fire. Yep. And it's not that it's a great song. It's just catchy. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it though. You know, it's 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 got a beat. You could tap your foot to. Yeah. It's a catchy song. Don't worry, he ain't gonna kill you. All right. I keep him down here as pets. Yep. <laughs> A, a, a little uh, Mothra near, nearly tried to kill Bill. It was scary. It, lo- <laughs> it looked at me. I think it winked. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Asylum. Yes. 1985. Yep. Some really good stuff on here, too. Trial by Fire. Nope. They have a lot of songs about fire, I've noticed. <laughs> Tears are falling. That's the one I have. Secretly Cruel. And, no. and uh, all night. Yeah, uh, oh, come on. No. Just bring it in. No. Bring it in. No. I, I would skip that song. I would skip that song. Um, cause, oh, it's such a fun one, though. Uh, I don't care. I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> wow. I literally have Tears Are Falling and a freaking list. <laughs> That's it. I, Oh my god, that's fun. That's hilarious. No, they're great songs. The more you say, you know, now that you said it, <laughs> I I'm realizing you're right. I'm makeup era kiss. Yes. You're 80s kiss. Yep. Oh uh, god. Uh. But together we can make a hell of a mixtape. Okay. Now Kiss kind of stepped up their game for me on the next record. Okay. We're going to 1987 in the Crazy Nights album. Yes. This was the album. That almost, I thought as I was doing it, was like, okay, this is going to be every double word, isn't it? Because, of course, Crazy Crazy Nights. Right. Love that song. Bang Bang You. Wait, you, you, you skipped, Which, you missed one that I put on. Yeah. I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. Yeah, I didn't. Good song. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not your typical. Yeah. It's not your typical Paul Stanley. Um, it's not your typical Paul Stanley song. Mm-hmm. There's actually some friggin' substance to this. And that's why I liked it. Well, and it's a catchy song. Well, it's all right. Oh, it's a little bit different than when the walls come down. Nope. No. <laughs> Reason to live. 
Yes. There we go. See, we can agree on that. We can agree on that. Yes. I, I like Reason to Live. That's one of the Kiss ballads that I really did. Yeah, and that's why I said earlier, I was like, I'm not a big fan of ballads, of Kiss, but maybe it was just Peter Chris. I think maybe it was Peter. Yes. Because Reason to Live is a good song. Yes, it is. Everybody's got a dream and a hunger inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else you got? That was it. <laughs> I got Turn on the Night. Okay. Turn on the Night's an earworm. It was close. Turn on the night was close. See that—that's one I wouldn't skip over. Mm-hmm. I can—it's it, one of those songs I could picture me driving down the highway. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Turn it up a little bit. You know, good song. I would—I would not skip over. Okay. Uh, turn on the night. Now we get to a very underrated record. A lot of people. Oh, a lot, I, of, yes. a lot of people shit on this record. This might be the one that has. It might be the one that has the most songs on it that I enjoy, which is weird. Okay, we're in night. We're at 1989. Hot in the shade. Yes. Any band who puts sunglasses on the Sphinx, you get a yeah. bonus. And I did hear a lot of. People, and as I'm listening to this again, I'm like, I remember buying this on cassette, and listening to a kind. I was like, why do people not like this? I know, right? You know, I think they were born at the wrong time. I think so. Yeah, I don't think the mothers loved them. What do you got? Rise to it. Yep. Great way to start a record. Yep. Yeah, Betrayed. Good song. Hide Your Heart. And I like the Ace Freely version it. equally. The great song. Yes. Hide Your Heart. I, um, another old band, Zero to Sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do Hide Your Heart. And I got fucking shat upon for wanting to do this song. It's a great song. It is. It is. A, it's a wonderful song. I mean, I don't know how well I could pull, pull off Paul Stanley's vocals. I would have had to do, do it in Ace, my own do, style. Do, do Ace's style. I never heard Ace's version of oh, it. Oh, Ace, Ace's version. Um, it's funny because he, change, he changed his lyrics here and there, but it doesn't like change the meaning of it, yeah. of what happens. I, uh, I was often confused at the video, who got shot. I, I don't Cause, know. Because they pull back. And all you see is is uh, someone in her arms. It's like who, I think who got shot, Tito, or I think Johnny got John, shot. I, I, I'm guessing. I think Johnny got shot. Yeah, because Rosa had a lover on the shady side of town. Tito, Tito. he was the king, king of, the of the streets. streets. Yeah, <laughs> good video. Too. Good video. Good song. And after that, read my body. Not a bad song. And it's it's a that is one of those wonderful '80s hair metal. Entendre things. Yeah. Read my body. Are the letters big enough? Do you like the book of my love? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... I mean, Poison could have done that. It would have been perfect. Yes. Um, I also forgot to mention, around this time, I noticed Desmond Child was writing a lot with Kiss. Yes. He also wrote a lot for the other crotch rock band, Aerosmith. Yes. So... I want to see, I would love to know what goes on in that man's head. You know, it's like sex, 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 sex. Yes. Yes, I do believe Desmond Child is obsessed. Yeah. All right, what else you got? All right, and then Forever. Beautiful song. Yes, and that was where it took off more in the unplugged thing. Yeah. But still, the original is great. Yeah. And yeah, this is another different... Like uh, this is kind of the changing of an era too, because this sadly is the last record with Eric Carr. Yeah, uh, Eric Carr was diagnosed with brain cancer mm-hmm. around this time, and passed away. Um, he passed away shortly mm-hmm. 
after this record. A great drummer, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. And then I ended up with Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. Hang on. Before we go any... F- oh, wait. I don't Was think that the what- word? Yeah, that's. I think that's what my scribble says. Yes? Yeah. Hang on. Before we go any further, I want to back up to one song I would not put on my list. All right. But it sums up Gene Simmons perfectly. Okay. Cadillac Dreams. Which one was that off of? That was that's on Hot in the Shade. Okay. I remember hearing that one. He was, talks about all I yeah. want is money. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but yeah. it, it, I would skip over it. Yeah. But I listened to it, and I said to Randy, "I'm like, this is like the truest Gene Simmons song ever." Yeah. Because he talked, "All I want is money," you mm-hmm. know, and it's Gene. The man would trademark air if you let him. Oh, yeah. All right. You got anything else on this one? No, not on that one. All right. Neither do I. Okay. Now we're getting to revenge. Yes. 1992. This is the beginning of the Eric Singer era. Yes. Now, I don't think uh, this one This one wasn't bad. Okay. Now, hang on. Before we go any further, I got I got a bone to pick with you. You say that you've many times said that this was Kiss's attempt at a grunge record. Yeah, I was wrong. I was, you thinking, were. I was thinking of the other one. You were thinking of, we'll get to it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes. All right, let's go through Revenge. Yeah. What do Unholy. you got? Unholy. Great song. Awesome beginning. Great song. Yep. Take it off. Yes. <laughs> it has one of my favorite Kiss lines of all time in it. And it's, I could just picture, I could just picture um, Paul at the strip club yep. saying it. Wave your panties in the air, lick your <laughs> lips and shake your head. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's and then, I definitely heard like a, like like stripper music. Yes. With this album. And then I could I could see it too. I, it's so hard to choose when you all look so fine, but I got nothing to lose but my money in my mind. Yep. <laughs> Great song, and I still know all the fucking lyrics. Yes. It's love a, it. I I love this it, song. Full disclosure: Revenge is one of my favorite Kiss albums. Okay. I I, love I, it. I like Revenge too. And then God gave rock and roll to you too, which I'm still not sure why. Well, there's there, a two th- on there it. was a band that uh, I can't remember the band that originally did God gave rock and roll to you. Okay. But if you look at the writing credits, he's on it. Yeah. All right. I just, I just was unsure because <laughs> I remember some Bill and Ted. Yes. And I remember you and I f- making dicks out of this song for years. <laughs> yes. But I, 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 abs- I do love the song and I think it's not bad. It could be nostalgia because whenever I hear it, I think of that Bill and Ted era. Yeah. I mean, I was in 92. I was I was We were seniors in high school. No, I was in college. No, I, well yeah, that's yes, right. You graduated I, yes, a year before I was, me. I was already in college. Right. But I was a little bit behind because I was still listening to Hot in the Shade. Yeah. <laughs> um here, th- this one this one will bring you back. If you want to be a singer or oh, play, play guitar, Gene, that's a bass. <laughs> I remember. I remember. It's like, come on, you sang the wrong lyric. It's, like, it's not a bad song, no. but it's not one I would put on my list. And even and even in the video, I think Gene holds up the bass. Yes, he does. And it's like it's like okay, okay, it's a bass guitar. We get it, but you know, you could have given that to who was the guitarist on that one? Was that uh, that was that, that this was still Bruce Kulick? Okay. Yeah, could have given that one to Bruce. To yeah. Just, come on. Throw him uh, a ball. Even have Bruce sing the line. You know, come to think of it, Bruce never sang a note. No. 
I don't think he even had a mic in front of him for for backups. Yeah, prob- probably not. Maybe he just didn't have a good singing voice. But undoubtedly, the best guitar player oh, he Kiss was, ever oh, had. Awesome guitar player. Great guitar player. All right, what else you got? Domino. Domino. Yeah. Oh, hang on. You talk about uh, we, you said earlier about Kiss not wanting to wanting to wanting to swear. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to use a swear there, Gene. Spit. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, well, that that's one of the reasons it didn't make my list. Right. Because it's like I'm like, oh, say the word. Right. Say it. Right. Yeah, and then I get into something like that a little bit later. I think. You see, I got one before. He, I got one that you skipped over. Yeah. I got um, "Thou Shalt Not." Okay. That's a good song. That that that's a drive. That that song drives. Good stuff. Oh yeah, that's oh my god! I was thinking, where's this song that I'm thinking of? It's the next one. I just wanna. Yeah. Because that's the other almost swear. I just, just wanna, wanna fuck. I just want to fuck. I just want to forget you. Right. Sure you do, Paul. Sure like, you do. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, I, I, that, that's on my list, too. Yeah, that's a, this was their all... I, we're not going to swear. <laughs> we're going to be close. Right. And then... Do you have anything else? Nope. I have Car Jam 1981. See, I didn't put that on. I did like it, but it was like... It was just a jam session kind of thing. I, I, I like what they did, and I put it on for uh, for a reason. Um, the line, and this is what a freaking nerd I am. <laughs> I still remember the liner notes from the album. Okay, they talk about Car Jam '91. It was a, it was it was just a a, a jam session that was called from the I think the Creatures of the Night. Mm-hmm. Sessions. Okay. And what they did was they cut a bunch of stuff out to highlight Eric Carr's drum solo. Okay. And they did, um, they did, a, um, they released it at some point to raise money for cancer research because mm-hmm. Eric Carr died of brain cancer. Yeah. And, you know, good on you, Gene and Peter, or Gene and Paul. Um, you know, good on you for that. You know, it was a it was a nice tribute to Eric Carr, mm-hmm. who I forgot. I honestly forgot how good of a drummer he was, because let's be real. He played in Kiss. Yeah. You know, it's not that he it's not like he was playing in, uh, you know, uh, in a super technical band. Right. He played in Kiss, but he was a fantastic drummer. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Car Jam 1981. Yeah, I I complete. I saw there was a um, one of the interviews and in the YouTube things that said yeah. that they were fans wanted Kiss to hang it up after he died. Yeah, and Gene just said that would that would be stupid. We're not going to hang it up. You know, it, it would have we we were going to soldier on. Right, and it would have been kind. It, in some ways, I think it might have been it it could have been insulting. You know, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But it also would have been less opportunities for Gene and. Mm-hmm. Paul to grab cash. Yeah, well, or just get their music out because there's still some good music coming. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, but it's some. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay, now you've got the Carnival of Souls record. Yeah. This is the one that you were thinking of when yes. you said Kiss tried to make yeah. a grunge and then record. I got the reason. They, Gene got the, out, the producer of Alice in Chains' Dirt. Yeah. To do this album. Obviously. Because he wanted a grunge album. See, now, that's what I was talking to mm-hmm. Randy about about this. Um, 
I said, this sound this sounds like bad Alice in Chains. Yeah, and it was actually shelled for a little while. Yeah. Because just bad shit was going on. Well, this was this was after the whole turmoil of the un, of the uh, unplugged thing. Yeah. Okay. Um let's pump the brakes on this for a second. Mm-hmm. Um what happened was around this time um or actually around the time of revenge. Yeah. MTV used to have a thing called unplugged and they would have bands come in and play acoustic sets. And Kiss did an unplugged special. And for a couple of the classic songs, they brought Ace and Peter back yep. to play. It was, I think it was two songs. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll All Night, and I don't remember what the other one is. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Well, I guess some people got butthurt. Mm-hmm. Namely, Bruce Kulik and Eric Singer, yeah. who's, who had now taken over the drum chair from Eric Carr. I guess they got upset because now Kiss was going to do the full-blown reunion tour with Ace and Peter. Right. And then come back with, mm-hmm. you know, and get the band back together with Eric Singer and Bruce. Yeah. That didn't sit well with Eric and Bruce. Yeah. And the reunion shows actually did not go over well either. I mean, no. the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think one of the... I think one of the... And I can't remember if this was what show this was, but it was it was part of the reunion thing that they did. That they had Tommy Thayer in the spacesuit in full makeup backstage. Ready to go. Ready to go in case Ace couldn't do it. But they kept him hidden from Ace. Yeah. And one day, and I think during a solo of some sort, Ace went backstage and saw Tommy in what was going and it was like that was like, uh oh, that you know. We're DEFCON 5. This ain't this shit ain't good now. Right. Uh, well, I mean, to be to be fair, by this point, Ace was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he, a lot of years of alcohol abu- and drug mm-hmm. abuse. Ace had to be taught his own guitar solos. Yeah. Again. Uh, but Tommy was the one teaching. And Tommy, Tommy Thayer, yeah. who was the Kiss archivist. Mm-hmm. OK, he was the Kiss archivist. And I guess he did some work on with uh, Stanley on his solo projects mm-hmm. too, but Tommy Thayer was the guy that was tabbed to teach Ace the guitar parts again. Yep. And like you said, they kept him, you know, ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah. But the other thing that caused consternation during the reunion shows is at this point now, Ace and Peter were hired guns. Yes. They were salaried employees, mm-hmm. not full members of the Kiss machine. Right. The only two fem- full members of the Kiss machine were Paul and Gene. Yep. They were making all the money. Peter and Ace saw this, saw how much money this tour was making and how little comparatively oh. they were getting paid. Oh, Peter was Peter was the least paid of them all. Yeah. And I, I honestly think, if if I remember right, he, I think he was making like half as much as Ace and Ace wasn't even making that much. Right. And when he found that out, you know, he felt like, you know, how could you guys do this? Right. And they made the uh they made the cardinal mistake in Kiss in the Kiss universe. They asked Gene and Paul for more money. Mhm. And that was it. Yep. That was it. The the reunion was over. But that didn't happen quite yet. We're not at that point yet. Mm-hmm. 
because we're still at Carnival of Sins. We kind of jumped ahead a, a little bit. I thought it was all happening because I thought no, that all happened on the Psycho Circus tour. No, I thought all that happened like well, you probably I know a lot of it happened like almost simultaneously, but yeah, that was right. a, the Carnival of Souls was just it was bad. It was garbage. There's, I mean, there's nothing on it. I I even enjoyed. It, it, it's it's a bad Alice in Chains record. Yeah, it, I, it was a chore to listen to. It was. It really was. So yeah. let, let's just move on. Let's get away from it. Yep. Psycho Circus. Psycho Circus. I only have two songs on that one. What do you got? Psycho Circus. Yep. I enjoyed the 3D video. It's a good song. And what from my, what I found out is like one of the only Ace tunes on it, Into the Void. Great song. I love Into the Void. You know, I do have one other one on here. Hmm. And the reason I like it is because they finally did something that I wish they would have done back in the 70s. They have a song where all four of them are singing. Oh. You wanted the best. I think I didn't pick that one because I thought it was so cliched. <laughs> it's cliched. It's a, it is a good song. It is a good song. But I thought, wow, this is like the opening line to Alive. Yeah. And it's like now it's it's a song... 20 years later. Right. This should have been a song many years ago. Right. But I like the idea that they're finally doing a song where all four of them are mm-hmm. sharing the vocal duties. It's like a call and it's like a call yeah. and answer type thing between mm-hmm. all four guys. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Sonic Boom. What do you got? 2009. Wow. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's like almost 10 years between albums. Well, there's been a lot of there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Like I said, all the stuff I laid out with uh Ace and Peter wanting more money. Yeah. And them getting dismissed. Yeah. And now they bring back Eric Singer mm-hmm. and put him in Peter's makeup. Yep. Um so now Eric Singer is the silver nosed Tomcat. Yep. And they bring Tommy Thayer in, who's been I mean, to be fair to Tommy, great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Real good guitar player. Um Plays Ace's stuff better than Ace could. Yeah. Um, and he's been part of the Kiss family oh, for yeah. a long time. Because like I said, he was the Kiss archivist for years. And re-taught Ace how to play all his old stuff. So if you're going to have a guy step into the to the platform shoes in the spacesuit, yeah. why not Tommy? Mm. And he, he's held it down. I think so. All right. All what right. do you got off of Sonic Boom? I got nothing. Never enough. Okay. Uh, all for the glory. Eh. When lightning strikes. That one's not bad. I can't say no to any song with the word lightning in it. You know that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> they're all they're all my theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, it, it. Sonic Boom. It just didn't do and, it for me. And then say yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed those. I really did. Right. I, I had never heard anything off a of Sonic Boom before doing this. Right. You know, so I came into it completely fresh, and I really did enjoy those. So I, I came into it completely fresh, too, yeah. on, on Sonic Boom and on Monster. I had never heard any of it. I didn't even know. I thought Psycho Circus was the last album. So I did I. To God. So did I. I, like... I did not know about Sonic Boom, and yeah. I did not know about Monster. Nope. Okay, so what do you got from Monster? Once Monster. again, I got nothing. Freak. Yeah, it was a fun song. It you know, it's it's one of those that you can identify with. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, well, I mean, I can identify. It's with. It's not terrible, but it's not something that I'm gonna go out of my way and to listen. Another to. Tommy Thayer one, all for the love of rock and roll. Yeah, I think that tells a great story 
of him in that band. Yeah. And everything he did. And I think I liked it just because it was Tommy Thayer. And I, I was not the biggest Thayer fan. I mean, we when we met uh, Eddie Trunk that time, I called Kiss half a cover band. Yeah. Because of what they're doing. But you know what? And the more I listen to Thayer, I'm like, he's not too bad. No, he's a great, he's a, I won't say a great guitar player. He's a very good guitar player. Because mm-hmm. my definition of great guitar player is different than a lot of people's. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Tommy Thayer is a, an excellent guitar player. And he fits in well with Kiss because, like I said, he mm-hmm. plays Ace's stuff better than Ace can. Yeah, and he had, I remember as I was going through it, I saw, oh, he had credits like way early on. Yeah. Which is like, oh. He had, I think he, if I remember seeing it correctly, he has credits back to like Hot in the Shade. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he did some of Peter's, or not Peter, uh, some of Paul Stanley's solo shit mm-hmm. too. Um, excellent guitar player and, you know, very loyal to the Kiss Machine. Oh, yeah. And with Gene and Paul, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I this was a this was a journey. Yep. Through like almost a fifty year legacy Ugh, of of Kiss. At times it was painful. Mm-hmm. At times it was enjoyable nostalgia. I wouldn't do the Kiss thing again. <laughs> but I'm left with a few <laughs> uh, a few thoughts mm. about Kiss. Are you left with any thoughts? Oh yeah. Okay, let's hear yours first. Uh, Kiss songs, I think, can be summed up in one of two ways. They're they're either singing about uh, drugs, or they're singing about sex. Yeah, I mean the depth. They don't have a lot of deep, meaningful songs. No, you know, and which I think because sex and you know sex and you know drugs are partying, which they're about drugs, but they don't do drugs, right? Which is weird, but it's about sex and partying. Those are two constants, no matter what your decade is. Yeah. So you're always going to find people that are into that. So that's why I think they were able to just, I think that's why they were able to just maintain. Yeah. Um, they, they, that, and that's my first thought. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on in their career, I'd say three, four albums in, Kiss figured out what their wheelhouse is. And by and large, for the last 50 years, they've stuck to that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And that's why it still works. Yeah. You know, it still works because Kiss knows this is what we do and we this is what we do well. This is what we don't do well. Let's stick to column A and stay away from column B. Yeah. And I I I've I'm left with a few other thoughts too. Um the more I listened to Kiss. And, you know, during this, I mean, because I have not listened to a whole lot of Kiss <laughs> for quite a while. Um, but the more I listened to it throughout this journey, the more I realized uh, or uh, the more it hit me that Gene Simmons is a fucking creep. <laughs> yes, I, I cannot disagree with that. He's a creep. Mm-hmm. There are several songs about, you know, him wanting to... Uh, him wanting to have relations, if you will, mm-hmm. with teenage girls. There's a line in Domino. It's a sticky situation if she ain't old enough to vote. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was it was pre-cancel culture, and you know, like our current the way yeah. the way that we've been the way that we've kind of been conditioned to look at things now, mm-hmm. and you know the way that speech has been affected and 
the and the idea that okay, it's a song, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of not that way anymore, as it was in '92 when Revenge came out. Yeah, but I, I'm kind of looking back at this with modern eyes. Okay, come on, dude. Christine, sixteen. Uh, there's a few other ones. Uh, that I can't think of off the top of my head. Domino, it's a sticky situation if she ain't old enough to vote. Yeah. Didn't age well, Gene. Didn't age no. well. Especially considering at the time you were in your you were probably you were in your fifties. At that time? Uh late forties, early fifties. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old Chaim didn't uh <laughs> but that that's another thought I'm left with on this is you know some some of Gene stuff you really sound like a fucking creep. Mm. Paul Stanley writes fun songs. Yes, he does. Hey, Paul Stanley has every single way to talk about having sex. Yeah, and and just I've I've never heard that many euphemisms in my life. And I I I I thoroughly enjoy. A good Paul Stanley yeah. song. He's like he doesn't repeat them either. It's no, like he just no. He's very clever with yeah. it. Yeah, he's very clever with it. And you know, I'm 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 drawn back to some of the Kiss stuff in Decline of Western Civilization yep. too, <laughs> where he's laying in bed with like six chicks. Yep. If you want to live like this, you can live like this. And Gene's in a lingerie shop being a creep. Yes, Gene's <laughs> in a lingerie shop being a creep, and Paul is just being Paul. <laughs> Paul's being a playboy. Yeah. Um, but there's another great Paul Stanley quote that comes to mind. Once again, from Decline of Western Civilization. Mm-hmm. The only thing money does is give you the opportunity to not worry about money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We should, we should do, a, to- uh, uh, we should do a, a book one time. The Quotable Kiss. <laughs> is that a book? I don't know. We should do oh, it. We, we should write it. I don't want to do any more kiss. <laughs> some people like steak and some if people we, like chicken. If we ever, ever do something like this again, which I'm sure we will. Yeah. there's. I am counting the goddamn albums before I commit to it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had an idea for the next one. What? Black Sabbath. Oh, that's that's another long, as enjoyable as it is. It's another long one. Yeah, that's a very long one. That that's what that's a deep. That's a not only that. I mean, there's I there's a lot of Sabbath songs I like on every album, every era. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that one we would have to break up into two parts. Yeah. So maybe the next one we'll do the Sex Pistols. That one or 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 Guar. <laughs> I, yeah, not I, Guar. Green Jelly. <laughs> Green jelly. Yeah, we'll do green jelly. Uh, <laughs> how about we do Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Fuck you, Eddie. Yeah, uh, I, I. I mean, I said. I said to. Uh, I, I said to Randy, and I said to Tyler yesterday at the studio. I said, I, I, I'm gonna punch Bill when I see him <laughs> for making me fucking know, do this. The worst part is, I was. I. I honestly was thinking, whose idea was this? This couldn't have been my idea. I mean, I don't come up with ideas this bad. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, th- hang on, but there is one other thought that um, it's not really a thought, and maybe it's a cause and effect thing. After listening to 20 Kiss albums in the last week, I don't think I like Kiss as much as I used to. 
I I don't know. I mean, that's the weird part. I could still listen to Kiss. I can too. This, this isn't. I can too. Yeah, this this didn't ruin a Kiss for me. But I'll tell you what, it's like I I seriously can't believe I did this much. Yeah, and I see now. This is why we don't do show prep. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> this was work. Yeah, this this was yeah it was a week of work. I mean. I go, I go I go to work, I'm doing my job, I'm listening to Kiss. I come home, I'm listening to Kiss. It's like, oh my God, there's a, it's like there's more, there's more albums. When did you finish? Um I think Saturday. Maybe. I finished when, when did I, I I know I texted you when it I, I, was, I don't I think it might have been Saturday. I finished today. I can't remember I only can't the only thing I remember because I've been I've been sleeving those records all week as well. Yeah. And, oh, that's a fun thing. And then, of course, I have a record player, so I got to play everyone now and again. Yeah. I got some... I, my mom had some really good stuff. And... I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm doing that, I'm like listening to the music, and then I'm I'm trying to do other things, and I'm stopping and reading. It's like, but... Then I, I tell you, I bought music from the elder now. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, I mean, this was a journey. It, it, yeah. it was a journey, um, not an entirely unenjoyable one. No, no, but it was it it was like work. Yeah, it was if, work. If you would if we would have said something like, "Hey, we'll do this in a month," nah, we crammed it into we a week. Crammed it. <laughs> crammed it. I I finished today. Yeah, that's a lot of music. Yeah, it, I mean, and granted, with our both of our respective jobs, yeah, we have the freedom to listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I'm in my car a, a good mm-hmm. majority of the day. You know, I put on Spotify and away I go. Yep. You know, uh, you put on YouTube or whatever it is or yep. Pandora. I, I put it, I put them on at work and I just I was looking. Oh, this album is 39 minutes long. So I know how long I have to go. Yeah. Now, the th- um, I will say this. If you're a Kiss fan but you're only a fan of the stuff that they released as singles, dig a little deeper. There's right. some gems in there, mm-hmm. some hidden gems. Um, if you're not a Kiss fan, I'm not going to convert you. No. Because I've found, by and large, there's two types of people in this world. People who like Kiss and people who hate Kiss. Mm-hmm. Very little take, or, take it or leave it Kiss yeah. people. But there's something to be said about a band that's going on 50 years and still packing arenas. Yep. You know, good on them. Good on them. Um, Gene's got more money than God. Mm-hmm. Paul's got more money than God. And I'm sure Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer are well compensated oh, for yeah. what they do. Um, but, I mean, Kiss at their heart is a fun rock and roll band. Yeah. You know, they, they've never... what and The few missteps in their career or when they've tried to stray away yeah. from what they know. Yep. You tried know? to do a disco album, a concept album and a grunge album. Right. Didn't work. None of them worked. Didn't work. Um, you know, I, I, I still do enjoy kiss, but I, it's going to be a while before I search out any, <laughs> you know, before I actively say, Hey, I want to listen to kiss. Well, I never, I never really come up with that. I mean, my pen, the Pandora stations are great. Cause it just, it could come up. It could not come up, depending on what I'm listening to. Right. See, now, like, a lot... And Spotify is the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in a... 
if I'm in a, a mood to listen to, say, death metal, mm-hmm. I'll put on death radio. So I'll get stuff by death, and then I'll get other bands in that vein. If I want to listen to pop punk, I'll put on Alkaline Trio radio. I'll get bands in that vein. Yeah. You know, if I want to listen to classic rock, I'll put on, you know, Tom Petty radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to look up Kiss radio anytime soon. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that I, I, I've grown to despise Kiss, but I don't think I really, I think I kind of romanticized. It's it's Kiss. like Brewster's Millions. Yeah. You know, we had, we had to, to listen to that in a week. We got to take a step back now, yeah, and cleanse the palate. Yeah, and thank thankfully for me, I had Randy with me for most of this <laughs> journey to cleanse my palate for me. Um, you know, like we, I would just, I, I, okay, dude, we got to listen to something else. And Randy puts on some good, you know, atmospheric black metal or something. I, I seriously was thinking I was going to show up today, and you were going to be like, "Listen, dude, I only I only made it up to like Monster. I, I can't do this anymore." No, I I, like, I, com- I committed I, and I finished. I, you know, I made a, I made the commitment. I said, Can we postpone this till next week? Oh, postpone! I, I was already to postpone it because I was like, "Oh, this one was the rough." Yeah, uh, but it, it it was okay. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I, I'll do I'll do this again. But I picked the next band, also one with fewer albums. I don't know about that. Yeah. And if it's an if it's another band with an extensive catalog, we'll break it up. Uh, what, like, it's like you want to do Sabbath. That's that well, would be a long one. Where I would where I would break Sabbath up is I would stop at um I would stop at Mob Rules. Mm. Okay. Part one from the the debut up to Mob Rules. Mm. And then part two go from uh what was next? Eternal Neon Idol? Knights? No, Eternal Idol. Neon Knights is a song on Mob Rules. Oh, I was thinking Heaven and Hell. Uh, actually, Neon Knights might be on Heaven and Hell. Actually, I think it is. Call yourself a fan. Yeah. Neon- <laughs> See, you had me confused for a second. Um, Neon Knights is on yeah. Heaven and Hell. I would stop at Mob Rules mm-hmm. and make that part one. Part two, I think the next one is Eternal Idol. Okay. And go from Eternal Idol up to... The end up yeah. to up to the end, um, and I think that was the last album. No, that the tour was called the end. Well, I thought thirteen was the last. Thirteen one. was the last album. The the, yeah. the final tour was called the end. Mm-hmm. Got to see that tour, <sighs> um, and I might even include the Heaven and Hell record, the 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 record yeah. that they came that when Dio came back and Sharon Osbourne said, "No, you can't use the name Black Sabbath." <laughs> Um, <laughs> pretty accurate Sharon impression. That beautiful Sharon impression. Um, like when when Dio came back and yeah. they toured again, um, they had a call at heaven and hell. I think I might even include that record. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of all the bands that like, of all the bands you could do this with. Every one of them, like my God, they all have tons of albums. Well, one that I- doesn't have one that doesn't have a shitload of albums and would be a fun one to do for you and I both. Anthrax. Oh my god! I've been doing that so far with with the documentary series they've been doing. Yeah, you oh. know what? Since it is Anthrax's fortieth anniversary, <laughs> we we, sh- we could do a deep dive not next week, <laughs> not next week, 
Um, even though it, I probably would enjoy it a hell of a lot more than the Kiss deep dive. But I think maybe sometime soon, the next one we do, we should do Anthrax. Yeah, okay. To celebrate their 40th anniversary. Yeah! <laughs> and that one, I think we could even include uh, the two compilations they did. Yeah, if we do that, we got to set the parameters up because, my God, this the summer Attack of the Killer Bees. Yeah. Um, was uh, Greater of Two Evils. Yep. It's another good one. And then their covers record. The covers record. Oh, my God. Anthrax just, you know, and I'm the man was just an EP. Yeah. But that's that was just so much fun. The, that whole, I mean, oh, my God. You want to see a tough, yeah. what do you have? Number one, everything. Number two, everything. Number three, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Stop 442. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, catharsis. Catharsis. Or was that on, that one happened on volume eight. Catharsis. Catharsis was a good one. That is vol. That I'm pretty sure that is volume eight. Yeah, I know that that whole era, Stomp four four two, volume eight was like. Uh. Yeah, the last two John Bush records. Yeah, and then didn't they have a, a like they had another singer for like thirty seconds? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, they had one guy. He never recorded, never toured oh. with them. Um, they had a, a singer. They announced him and like fired him like okay, a month I, later. I I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, and that's when Joey came back. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> Love me some Joey Belladonna. Mm. But anyway, I won't kick you in the dick. I won't kick you in the dick for for doing this to me. Um, it was close. It was really close, especially when I was going when I was going through Dynasty and Elder and Unmasked. I wanted to kick you in the junk. Honestly, when I hit Peter Chris's soul, um, I was like, "My God, what have I done?" <laughs> I I'm just like, "My." God. God, it's like this is. I mean, and I felt, and I felt with those solo albums, I could picture like the meeting. It's like, you know, hey guys, we all these songs. I mean, how about we all just do solo records? Peter, Chris, oh, can I do one? Yeah, sure, Peter, go for it. You know, yeah, because it was just, I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, it was all Broadway tunes, but of that vein. Yeah, you know, as ah. Yeah, so uh, we're not going to do this again right away, but oh. we will definitely revisit this concept again. Um, we'll definitely revisit this concept again because even though it was a very labor, not labor intensive, but it was a chore to get through 20 albums, <laughs> 20 Kiss albums in a week. Um, we'll do it again, but just not right away. Yeah. And not with a band with this many... <laughs> Records in one shot. Um, if you're a Kiss fan, dig deeper. If you're not a Kiss fan, I won't change your mind, so I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, music is the universal language. Yes. From the 70s, 80s, 90s, doesn't matter where. It's it's, it's nostalgia. It's the times you're living in now yep. and where you were living. Yep. And and there's no better time machine available to us mm. than music. Yes, because I like through through this journey of this last week, I was transported to many many places. Yes, um, some places really cool, some places not so cool. Uh, some places the Lansford Appliance Center. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mine was college because my God, I remember listening to a lot of Kiss in college. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't go to college, so but. You know, one of my army buddies, so the time you were in college and the time I was in the army, one of my army buddies, Vic Isaac, 
huge Kiss fan. So I gotta I gotta yeah. make sure I gotta make sure to tell Vic check out this episode. Go. I know he's seen I know he's seen Kiss on at least three uh, farewell tours. <laughs> three farewell tours. Yeah, I know he's seen Kiss on at least three farewell, mm. farewell tours. <laughs> and they even go to Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, because that's where Zeke's from. Yeah. But all right, guys. Um, Bill. I'm uh, I'm not mad at you for doing this to me. You can never be mad at me. Hey, you're right. I can't. You're you're right. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get mushy with me now. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been the Kiss Deep Dive. This is Oh No, Not Them. Until next time, I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on. <laughs>